and we're live hello 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 everyone as you know i'm on the road so i don't have my typical setup so thank you for bearing with me as i've been very mobile lately hello out there linkedin youtube and the replay that'll be up on spotify and apple podcast my name's alana this is digital green book podcast as you know i like highlighting amazing black and brown individuals in the community who do amazing things today the topic is scrum and I know a lot of you have asked me, what is Scrum, especially since you see me getting different certifications and things. So I really want to introduce you today to one of the gentlemen who have been very instrumental in me getting my different certifications that I have and has sort of pushed me to go seek some of the internships that I've been able to acquire. I'll be starting with Blue Cross Blue Shield in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited about that. But today I have with me Brian Levy. He literally owns, is the founder of Bridgeport Digital. This gentleman has been a scrum master for decades now, and he is literally training people on how to get these different credentials. He holds classes and is very instrumental to his community. So I'm honored to have you here today, Brian. Ah, thank you. It's good to be here. Good to be here. Awesome sauce. So the number one question that I really get, people don't understand what Scrum is. You know, we know it's a framework that pretty much any industry can use to get more empirically organized. But if you could break it down to the common layperson, like Mama and Papa are asking, what is right. Scrum? How would you say that? So Scrum is it's a problem solving framework. Um, but the best way to explain it, in addition to problem solving, it's really an experimental thing. So in eighth grade, we all went through science class and we all learned the scientific method, right? And yeah, you know, you define your problem, you, you form a hypothesis and test things out. So whenever you're doing something you may not be familiar with, you don't know what the end result is. Scrum is a way you can organize everything to try something out, all right? So I do a little bit of something, I try it out, I look at the results and see if it worked. And if it works, I do more of it. And if it doesn't, I do something different. That's what Scrum is in a nutshell. And I think it's that simple as well. But of course, people are always slightly apprehensive of things they don't understand. So I think I want to take it back a little bit. Why mm -hmm. did you even decide to become someone who's considered a specialist in Scrum now? What, what made you choose this as a career path? Well, you know I was in a lot of different situations in which, you know, I'm doing knowledge work, working at different industries, working at different companies, and we had to do some problem solving. And I was really looking for some guidance over how to best organize what I was doing. And when I was introduced to Scrum, it was this magical thing happened, right? It was like, wow, everyone should be working like this. Everyone should be doing this. And I just kind of fell in love with it, right? So... I was a uh, no, so I, I should balance this too because I, I told you, you know, I told the class I grew up kind of poor, you know, and so I looked at the salaries involved and everything, and I found out that the average salary for Scrum Master was like over a hundred thousand dollars, and I was like, hey, you know what, I could do that, you know, so that's kind of what led me um, during that the career path to get started, and uh, you know, it's been a uh, smooth sailing and a happy going ever since. And I mean, of course, the salary is one thing that really attracts people to it. But I would say for myself, what attracted me to Scrum was empiricism. So I'm literally talking about the scientific method. I love that Scrum is so transparent. Usually the entire team is aware of what everyone is doing. So you don't feel like you're doing things by yourself. 
And literally, if it's not effective, then it gets booted from the process. Like, it, Scrum is about being as efficient as possible to produce high quality work. So that's what drew me to it. So when people ask about what are some practical examples of businesses that use Scrum, what would you say are the top five businesses that you can think of off the top of your head that actively use Scrum? PwC um, uses Scrum. Um, NPR does their broadcast using Scrum. Um, there's a company in Europe called EduScrum that actually specializes in education. Um, yeah, one of my biggest clients is Cisco Systems, right? 25,000 developers, and they're all using Scrum. Um, Google uses Scrum. Facebook. So, I mean... There's a there's a plethora. Amazon, the, the biggest companies in the world, um, the most successful ones are using Scrum. That's how they're doing their work. And if someone who had never heard of Scrum before us having this conversation today wanted to begin aligning themselves so they could prepare to enter into Scrum as a career field, what mm -hmm. sort of work? What sort of prep work, what sort of credentials, education, what would they really need to have to be able to break into these different fields? Well, so as far as where to start, you should know that the basis of Scrum is all free. There's a Scrum guide that's free on the Internet. You can literally Google Scrum guide online and just pull it up and start reading it. Um, now, as far as you know, career wise. There's a ton of jobs. If you go on like the major websites, LinkedIn, Indeed.com, what have you, you'll see that most of those jobs that look are looking for a Scrum, they actually want people to have some sort of certification, right? And so the best thing to do is actually get to a certified class um, and get that certification and then kind of go from there. Now, after you get the certification, again, you go to these websites, there's lots of entry-level jobs, right? So you pick one of the entry-level jobs or get, grab an internship so you can get the experience. But most importantly, and what really helped me out in my life, was actually taking the Scrum principles and I use them in my daily life so I get practice, right? And so, you know, I, I think I, t I told you all in class the uh, about how Agile and Scrum saved my marriage, right? And how, you know, a traveling consultant and I used to go out and my wife had had the honey-do list of 20 things she wanted me to do when I came back. And, you know, my dumb butt, you know, I would actually do number one on the list. And what she cared about was number 17. You know, so we had to implement Scrum at home and I had to prioritize the list. So that way, when I did the top thing in the list, she would actually be happy about it. You know, just incorporating these type of lessons inside of your daily life, it helps you get practice so that you're really good at it your experience that I would say it's definitely impacted my home and my personal business as well so my business partner and I began employing scrum like right when we learned about it this is back in August and I would say for myself we didn't realize how much we weren't keeping track of everything we needed to do so putting that into a backlog format and then literally voting on what's the most important thing that needs to get done what can we focus on now and then learning what our capacity was and seeing okay we're multitasking a bit too much we're trying to do too many things at one time let's choose the most important thing and try and tackle that first and right 
Scrum has greatly impacted my personal life and my business life, even at home with my father and things like communicating a little bit better with him because I can can be a bit of a taskmaster. I can can admit that. And for him, he likes simplicity. So trying to, like you just gave the example of organizing the to-do list, like for me to put the most important things at the top is best for him. So I definitely see the applicability. Okay, here's a comment from someone here. I just completed PSM training and would be writing my certification exams next week. How do I go about getting a Scrum Master job? As most organizations want an experienced Scrum Master. That's a great question. So what would be your personal recommendation to someone who's been in the industry for 30 years? How, what should someone do if they're looking? The first thing I'm going to do, again, most companies do want someone experienced. But there are a lot of companies that want entry level people. Um, so you, you, yeah, do the homework, go to different sites, websites, and look for those entry level jobs that don't require you know three or five years of experience, and try those first. Right. Um, the the second thing I would recommend is you know what maybe your first job isn't as a scrum master, right? Maybe if you're already employed you got your scrum certification, go ahead and start using the techniques inside of your current job. And if you start using the techniques in your current job and you do that for a few years, well, now you're getting scrum experience because you're actually utilizing it. And then three years from now, now you actually have the credentials, you actually have the experience and there's no reason why you can't branch out and get another job from there. And honestly, what I would also say is, like, I've had my my startup since 2019. And when we started learning about Scrum principles and realizing we have been doing a lot of those things, but definitely getting the actual framework and then optimizing that made us more efficient. But go back and look at whatever role you're in now or roles that you have done and put them in the Scrum terminology you've been doing this for some time if you've had to have any level of organization any level of empiricism and testing for in my book that counts towards experience now of course you can be more optimized after you get certified after you understand the actual framework and actually be employing it but i say retroactively date anything that you've done and count it as scrum experience in my in my book there's some really good uh resume writing websites zeti z-e-t-y they have prompts on there as far as different Scrum actions. So I would make a, an account on there and then put any job that you've ever done in there, plug it in, and then it'll spit out Scrum terminology. Here's another question. Mm-hmm. What are some Scrum Master interview tips you wish you had gotten when you were starting out in your Scrum career? Great question. Wow, interview tips. You know what? The, the, the best tips that I wish that I would have received would have been to actually collect scrum stories. And when I say scrum stories, what most people do in interviews, they ask you for your experience in certain areas, your experience doing certain things related to agile and scrum. And I wish that I had collected, like here's where I've employed it, collected the stories and the results that came out of it. So that way, when I actually did the interviewing, I could easily relay it, right? That's probably one of the best things you could do. Write down, here's where I exemplified these characteristics, but then here are the results that came out of it. I like that. And then to be even more specific on that topic, like 
the story as far as it's considered in the scrum ecosystem is very important. I had not been crafting stories appropriately until I went through training, went through classes, because it's a very specific way that you craft your stories. Depending on whatever the subject matter is, you want to get to the heart of what you're really trying to do and then the way you're trying to do that, the what and the how, so to speak. So when you do study Scrum, when you go through the Scrum Guide and eventually you start looking at Scrum at scale courses and things like that, like jot that down and really focus on how you're crafting your stories. Because again, the whole thing about this is empiricism. So if we're talking about scientifically testing something, you want to make sure that it's effective. So if you're saying, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, how are you measuring that X, Y, Z actually occurred and how did it occur effectively? So I think that's a great recommendation. Oh, and then here we go. What was the website you gave? Oh, for the resume, Z-E-T-Y, Zeti, Z-E-T-Y. So, for example, I was an ICU nurse for 13 years. I went into Zeti and I put in the role that I had and it spit out a list of action items that I used to do in the job. Like I ran continuous dialysis machines. So I could say I empirically tested my patient's lab results prior to me doing whatever. And then I checked the lab results after to make it more effective. And it'll spit out a lot of prompts for you to make sure that you're effectively writing out things. So that's a great website. But yes. So the next thing I sort of want to touch on is education. A lot of people are looking for literature. In education, yep, that's it right there. That's it right there. Thank you, whoever typed that in the chat. Um, I want to touch on education because a lot of people don't know where to go or where to look if they are seeking credentials inside of this field because there's a mm-hmm. ton of websites. You look left, you see Scrum Alliance, you see Scrum Org, you see Scrum Inc. Like, people are like, where do I start? So what would your personal recommendation be if a young individual is like, I want to hop into Scrum, where should I look? So. I, I'm kind of, I'm biased. Um, I always try to go to the source for everything. So, you know, just backing up, the creators of Scrum are co-creators, Ken Schwaber and Jeff Sutherland. So I'm a big fan, and I ended up joining Scrum.inc because the founder, Jeff Sutherland, actually started it, right? And I wanted to get it right from the source. Um, so I recommend going to Scrum.inc site. Um, and actually, you know, again, getting it right from the source. Um, I also recommend going to Google. And there are a bunch of, um, I don't know if anyone's heard of this, but there's this series that Google has called Google Tech Talks. And they're free. So people go to, come to Google. They give their famous people in the industry, knowledgeable about different subjects. And they give talks to Google employees about different subject areas. And Google records it and puts it on YouTube. And so you can actually do, you know, Google or go to YouTube and look up the Google Tech Talks on Scrum. And you'll be able to watch it and, and see the things that people actually pay for. You'll be able to see it for free. Um, thirdly, I, I'll probably throw in my website, um, which is www.bridgeportdigital.com. Um, and the reason I actually recommend my website is, is because... I actually give like, like, here's the real deal, right? About what Scrum is about. Um, I do different articles on it. Um, and also, you know, we created a YouTube channel. So we have a lot of stuff on YouTube also. Um, so 
yeah, check those things out. Um, and then finally, as far as education, um, a lot of the work when you're dealing with Scrum is with people. And so I take a lot of what I actually do from psychology. So I read a lot of psychology books. Um, there's a, a really great book called Just Listen. And I forgot the author's name. I think one of I think his last name is Goldstein or something. Um, but you know, it's a psychology book and it tells you just how to deal with different people. That's probably the biggest thing you can actually take away from, you know, when you're entering Scrum, because it's all team based, right? I love that they asked that question because that's two nuggets I didn't even know from you that I I love these things. Like <laughs> to me, when I'm interviewing someone, these are literally conversations I would normally have with that individual by myself but I just happen to be having it in front of an audience. So that's why I love what I do so much. Um, ooh, someone asked, could you give an example of your ideal scrum story? What would be a quick, good example of a great scrum story for you? Uh, so one of my favorite stories, and again, I personally experienced this. I went to a company and they were not making money. And they were trying to figure out why. And it was a software development company. And actually, software development for the long-term care industry. And so I started investigating, like, why weren't they making money? What was the problem? So I started talking to their customers. You know, because, again, what Scrum is about is always getting continuous feedback from customers. And so when I talked to the customers, what I found out is that the customers were not happy with the number of defects they had. Right? So, again... Scrum is problem solving. So I started using problem solving techniques. Well, why do they have so many defects, right? Well, turns out they had a person who was designated as a tester, but that person wasn't actually selecting the right things to test. And so he was selecting things to test that were easy to test. So those things, they were already things that worked, right? But they weren't the things that no, you really need to actually investigate to make sure that the client was happy and the client is, didn't experience any bad things. And so I started trying to figure out, well, why is he testing the wrong thing? You know, again, you keep asking why, the five why technique. Um, and he hadn't had any formal training in how to actually do problem solving and figuring out what to test. No, so, and I know going through, well, here's how you select your test cases. Um, which would be based off of scenarios that you run into. So again, we list out what are the things that a, a customer can actually run into. Let's make a list of those. And then out of those lists, well, which ones are most likely to not work and have the biggest impact on the customer? And so those are the things we're most likely to test. And so we started actually implementing those things. We put it with the team to continuously look at it. And lo and behold, we went from an, an, an area where we had 1,000 um, bugs with the software to four in a year just by continuously testing. In that same period, because we actually figured out how to eliminate all those defects, the software company, they you know, it's a small company, but they actually, when I started with them, they were making a million in revenue. And because they actually got rid of all the defects, they shot up to four million in revenue in a very short period of time just because they clean up the defects. 
So what would be the short form of that story? What were they actually looking to resolve and what was the outcome? So, but, but they thought the problem was, is they labeled the problem as, hey, we're losing customers and people don't want our software. What the real problem was, is we aren't producing things of good quality. And so people are not reacting to it, right? Now, after I solved the quality issue by testing the right things and continuously testing quality, incorporating that as part of the process, the results were a fourfold increase in the revenue, the total elimination, you know, we went from a thousand defects to four in a year, right? And eventually the owner of the company, he was able to sell his company for like $20 million when he wanted to retire, right? Which is, you know, that's the best results you can get out of it, right? Able to so make even in that example, mm -hmm. we, so we as, as humans, you were talking about this in class a bit, like we as humans have been programmed to study in a certain way, think in a certain way, formulate problems and issues in a certain way, when in reality we need to work backwards. So sort of when formulating a scrum story, you we need to be focused on the outcome as opposed to the output or the things that we're doing, the effort, the output is not what you should be focused on. Like for myself, for example, a scrum story in my example is I want people to acquire generational wealth and learn how to use Web3. I have a Web3 business. That's my focus. So instead of me focusing so hard on trying to make a curriculum, because in my mind, I think curriculum is how we need to get there. People need to study the content so they can get to the thing. What if there's a different way? And even this this entire week, like I'm going to a metaverse conference tomorrow. I'm like, OK, well, maybe they just need to engage with it in a more fun way. So maybe instead of it having to be a curriculum, maybe it needs to be a metaverse. Maybe it needs to be something else completely than what I think the solution is. So if you focus on the outcome that you want instead of what you think might get you the result that you want, that would be a better way to craft your stories as well. And then the cool thing in Scrum, so the team that you work with, the work is the, the baby of the team. The team decides how the work gets done. It doesn't necessarily have to be done the way you want it to be done. And that's something that's very humbling that I'm still working through and still learning. But yeah, so hopefully that that answers your question. Great, great, great. So my next question for you, Brian, which is sort of a <laughs> sort of a big question. If you could go back in time and still wind up in the school. I don't think that was me. Uh-oh. I think he was switching devices one second. Yeah, the there we go. Got you. I was like, what's happening over there? Okay. <laughs> Big question. So if you could go back in time and more effectively do your journey to still wind up as a scrum master, what are some things you would have done differently to arrive at the conclusion you're at now? Oh, my goodness. If I could live life over again. Um, I, the, the funny thing is, you know, I went to a, I had a nice career. I went to a good school. I went to Case Western Reserve University. Um, you know, worked my butt off, you know, I graduated uh, on, on the Dean's list, you know, yeah, I worked really hard. Um, and I learned a lot, 
but the things that really make Scrum practical, I didn't actually learn in college. I, I think if I had life to do over again, I probably, you know, I I, I started my own business. I'm, I'm one of those graduate school dropouts. <laughs> um, I was like, hey, I know all this stuff. Why am I actually in graduate school? Um, but I think that if I had life to do over again, I would have skipped college completely and just went the certification route. I think that you know, there's enough resources um, online. There's a, you know, a website called Coursera.edu that lists out like Harvard and MIT courses, Stanford courses. I can learn all this stuff for free. You know, so again, I think I would have shortcut my career by going right to the source, um, learning different programming languages, learning about Scrum earlier, um, and just getting the experience rather than going to school. I mean, that's a hot take. The funny thing is now that the more people that I ask, I've done about 125 interviews at this point. And mm -hmm. when I ask people that question, I would say that answer that you gave me is about 80% of what people say. A lot of people <laughs> wish that they could go back in time, skip paying all that money for college, or even like myself, I was blessed enough that I went to college on scholarship twice. But that's time I still can't get back. Before right. I was a nurse, the first degree I got was in psychology, which I absolutely love, but I would have had to push for doctorate level to really be doing what I would have felt was meaningful work. So I'm like, am I going to take six additional, seven or eight additional years to get to where I want to go? Or can I make an impact faster than that? Right. Which is why I decided on nursing. Um but even outside of that now, now in this era where we need to keep abreast with technology, we need to because I refuse for our people to be left behind. Uh, There's so many ways to get involved. And it's what you're saying is getting those credentials, learning those coding languages. We need practical people on the ground in the field who know these skills that I think that was sort of what went left in the formal education system. Uh, we went from having vocational skills to just doing these random learned things. And even the people who do, do go get higher degrees, they still need skills. So it's like, for anyone watching, I know my audience is a wide range of ages. I know some of y'all are coming fresh out of high school. I know some of y'all are in college right now looking at your degree like, is this a coaster? Is this a table mat? Consider that. As I go to more of these tech conferences, as I travel, as I meet individuals, 80% of them are recommending for you to get credentials, licenses, be it a Scrum credential, be it a tech credential or learning a coding language. It, it, that could be more enriching to your life than the degree that you're seeking potentially. I'm not saying higher education isn't a, a, a beautiful thing, but, you know, here we go. Here's another question in the chat. So... The difference between a PSM and a CSM is really just the organization that you actually receive the, uh, the certification from. The, the PSM comes from scrum.org, I believe. The CSM comes from the Scrum Alliance. They're basic, they're, both of them are basic introductory level overviews of what Scrum is. Um, so after you take it, you have an overview. You're not really a Scrum master, right? You just got an overview of what it is. Um, now, my own take on this thing is that I think that the PSM is actually more difficult to obtain. Um, 
So it's, it's a better signification of, of like how much you actually know. Um, whereas the CSM, basically you, you show up for the class, you're gonna play some games in the class, it's gonna be fun. And you basically come out with a certificate, right? Um, but yeah, both of them are, are just uh, overviews. Um, if I had to pick one between the two, I would probably pick the PSM. It's, again, it's more rigorous, but I think that it's, it's a better indication of how much you actually know. Um, and so, you know, but it's, it's kind of tough. The CSM is way more popular right, in the marketplace. You know, so it's kind of like six in one hand, half a dozen in the other as far as the benefit. That's sort of why I chose to go with the PSM as well. Um, I did hear about the CSM and it was also more cost effective for me to get my PSM, to be honest. Yeah. I think my PSM was 150 versus the CSM would have been about 1500 to $2,000. Mm -hmm. So it is a lot of self-study with the PSM, but I found it more practically applicable. Yeah. Um, so what sort of courses, because people are on here learning about you right now, what sort of courses do you offer that if the community wanted to take them with you, how could they plug in with you or, and what are you offering coming up next? Let's see. So actually this weekend, we actually have a registered Scrum Master course. So people are asking about the difference between a PSM and a CSM from Scrum Inc., um, a different organization, Jeff Sullivan's organization. Their introductory overview of Scrum is an RSM, Registered Scrum Master. And um, and so we're offering one of those courses coming up this weekend, actually this weekend, tomorrow. Um, we'll do another one on the 15th of October. Um, I think on the 29th that weekend, we have an Agile Leadership course. And Agile Leadership is about, hey, if you're going to be a manager, what do you have to, how do you manage differently um, when you're in a scrum environment? Because it's completely different from the regular management that occurs in a day-to-day -day life, right? Um, we also order, um, offer courses and product ownership and scrum at scale, um, the product owner at scale, um, the scrum master at scale. So if you're dealing with teams of teams, um, you know, it's a different way you actually carry carry out things. Um, we offer a value stream management course. You know, so how do you identify what is valuable to your stakeholders and how do you actually make things more efficient so that you're giving your stakeholders more things of value um, rather than just kind of wasting effort? Um, additionally, we do a lot of a course customizations. So, you know, we do DEI courses. Um, you know, bias and diversity training. Um, we do a lot of technical courses, uh, programming courses, of course. Um, you know, testing is near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah, so, you know, here at Bridgeport, we offer a, a huge variety of things for just about everything you need um, to be more effective at work, we actually offer. And I can give a glowing review. I've gotten two of my Scrum credentials with Brian myself. I got my registered product owner back on... I want to say it was August 31st, and then I just did my Scrum at Scale class with him as well. 
So two days is roughly eight hour days, but very worth it. And then you do some a little bit of self-study and an exam at the end. So I highly recommend. So please do plug in if that's something you're definitely interested in. Don't overthink it. If you think you're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do all this studying and I don't get it? Don't don't sweat that. Just apply yourself. If you ever studied the scientific method in school, you'll be just fine. Just take the time, take the effort and learn. And I say keep all your notes. They help on interviews. Keep your notes. Yeah, but, I was going to say, I did really good when I took the exam. <laughs> of course, I'm an instructor, so I guess I should. But, but you know, it's it's not that bad. Um, a lot of the exams are like open book to, you know, so people don't have to get super nervous about taking it. I mean, most of the most of the organizations, their goal isn't to grill you to see, you know, if you memorize everything. Their goal is to actually help you begin your journey to begin the studying, right? And because that's their goal, um, they make it open, but they want you to actually study. And if they find out that you need some extra studying pointers, then they'll offer it to you. You know, so it, it's again, it, it's just the first step in your journey. It's a lifelong journey to continuously learn and get better. And. For anyone else out there, just know that if you are, if you do already have a lot of experience, either being a programmer, a project manager, uh, any kind of developer, um, marketing, uh, public relations, community relations, um, customer service, you already have more than enough experience to just roll this skill set over automatically into Scrum because dealing with people is what you do. Organizing things is what you do. And being a resource and a reference for your teams is what you do. So this is just a credential you can add on, go to Zeti, plug those things in, flip everything into Scrum terminology. You can start applying for Scrum jobs the second you finish your exam. Technically, you can start applying now, even before you had a credential. But I would say once you have your PSM or even better, your scrum at scale, go ahead and start applying. But thank you so much, Brian. I think this has been a very informative conversation. If anyone else in the LinkedIn chat has any more questions, now's your time to drop them. This is the person to ask. This is the person who trains people on how to get these credentials and has an entire scrum organization. So Last call for alcohol. If y'all got questions, please drop them now. Please drop them now. I'm going to give y'all some time because I know there's a little delay. Um, I just yeah, want to no, take throw out one more thing, too. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got into Agile, got into um, Scrum and tech um, because I consider this industry to be, like, the great equalizer. You know, I've had other jobs and in other industries before. And, you know, you face that discrimination um, you, you face all these adversities, but what I found out inside of tech, inside of um, Scrum, is that the skill sets were so valued that it didn't matter what you looked like. It didn't matter like who you were. Like, they respected the knowledge and the skill set so much because it's so in demand um, that you were able to get the opportunities. And, and companies are actively seeking the opportunities from diverse candidates in this field. You know, so I, you know, I would encourage the audience, you know, take advantage of it. This is an area where people, they want you in this area. Um, go ahead, give the people what they want, right? Jump in, do it. 
And I want to take a moment and give you your flowers because you didn't know me from Adam. Literally all for the strength of a mutual friend. You greatly have changed my life. So I'm grateful for you. And I see the work that you're doing. And this man walks a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> he walks while he teaches class. So he's doing like five, eight, ten miles sometimes just emptying out the knowledge in his brain and pouring it into individuals. And that's a gift greater than any material thing. So thank you. Yeah, no, no worries. No worries. I, and I'm, I'm really... You know, when I find out about this, like, and again, I'm really big on giving back to my community. And when I find out about this area, I'm like, I, does anyone else know that you can get a six figure salary doing this? You know, and um, you know, I just want as many people to know about it and to get into it as possible because it it can completely change our community. Right? So, I resonate deeply with that message of generational wealth because I. Our people are brilliant. That's without question. It's just that generational lack of access to assets that we've been missing. Like in a few families, I do see that kept a house in the family or had some savings or a will that actually did something for them have been able to have a leg up even in just one generation. But we are kept in this consumer capitalistic country that we're in. We're kept in this state of consumerism and we don't really retain things and then there's nothing to really build on but with this this will give you the capital you need to build on a skill set this is a remote skill set as well there are scrum positions that are in person but a lot of them are quite remote so this is something you can do from the comfort of your home and the comfort of your laptop while you're traveling like i'm running a whole startup but this is something i still want to do in my free time because who doesn't want an extra six figure salary on the side what are you talking about oh so yeah, just tap in. This replay will be up on LinkedIn, um, on YouTube, and then I'll be converting it for Apple at Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on LinkedIn, please. Send me a message. Shoot Brian a message. Plug in. Go to the website that you see on the screen, bridgeportdigital.com. And please follow up. Share this with someone you love, someone you know, or someone who's even asked about Scrum before. This will be a great conversation, resource, pardon me starting point so thank you so much brian for your time today looks like i don't see any more questions in the chat and i'm looking forward to seeing you again soon i do want to plug in about all four of them classes that you just mentioned so you will be seeing me soon definitely you got it we'll have, have, have a great you. one all right thanks take care